0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written reviews there anytime at Quipster.net. That's Q W I P S T E R.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. You can check them all out there. Also, I want to remind you, and it's kind of appropriate given the film I'm going to be reviewing today, that I mentioned that I do another podcast called Around the World in 80s Movies, where I cover films of the 1980s, including some of the ones that influenced the film that I'm going to be reviewing today. If you haven't figured it out by now, my review is of Ready Player one. It's a science fiction thriller. It's PG 13 rated for sequences of science fiction, action violence, bloody images, some suggestive material, partial nudity, and language. The runtime is 2 hours and 20 minutes. Ty Sheridan is the main star, with Ben Mendelssohn, Olivia Cook, Mark Rylance, Simon Pegg, and others in this film. The director is Steven Spielberg, and the screenplay is credited to Zach Penn and Ernest Klein. Ernie Klein writing the novel. This one's set in the year 2045, an orphaned teenager from Columbus, Ohio. His name's Wade Watts. He lives there seemingly like everyone else around, not working in the upper echelons of a corporation anyway. He lives there in squalor. He lives in a place called The Stacks, which are essentially trailer park homes that are stacked on top of one another. He's there with his aunt and her latest in a long string of abusive boyfriends. As a means of escape from the poverty, many, if not most, of the world has taken to spending all of their life, all of their money, into playing this massive multiplayer online role-playing game named Oasis. Oasis promises the potential to win great prizes, at least virtual ones anyway, for those who complete tasks in the most rapid fashion. Some players have taken to corporatize their pursuits, including the nefarious ioi which stands for innovative online industries it's a corporation led by a douchebag named nolan sorrento who intends not only to fill their coffers with all of that money but to use oasis to further squeeze out more dollars from an already impoverished world of players through their own expensive game enhancements in game advertisements and a pay-to-play requirement to this game that just about everyone is already addicted to playing The game's motives changed for a bit upon the passing, the death, really, of James Halliday, the creative genius behind the Oasis. He built a Willy Wonka-esque grand plan, and and that Willy Wonka illusion is certainly something that's very intentional. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen that they used one of the songs from Willy Wonka to promote it, and Spielberg originally wanted Gene Wilder to come out of retirement to make his Wonka illusion come full circle. The grand plan that James Halliday has is to kickstart this competition to find someone to inherit his massive fortune as well as take the reins of the Oasis from within the players who've made the game a way of life for so many years. The game, which is dubbed the Easter Egg Hunt, requires players to find the three keys hidden somewhere within the game with the only hints coming from introductory riddles and a vast library of information in regard to the game's creator and his personal life. Wade, going under his gamer tag of Parzival, we're told that it's taboo for gamers to reveal their true identities, so Parzival is what he's known as to just about all of his friends, at least his online friends. He ends up joining forces with a crew of other young Oasis misfits in order to grab the golden ring they've never really dreamed that could actually be theirs. As far as the film goes, it's apropos that this is an Easter egg hunt if there ever was one. Perhaps not coincidentally, this film was also released on Easter weekend in 2018. Ready Player One adapts Ernest Cline's best-selling science fiction adventure novel of 2011 that was read with great relish among those who yearn to become completely absorbed into 1980s nostalgia. A director known for molding cinema in the 1980s is a serendipitous choice to helm the feature film version here, incorporating nods to some of Spielberg's own produced properties like Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. Ernie Klein is still on board as a co-screenwriter, along with veteran comic book property scribe Zach Penn. Much has changed from print to screen. The film greatly abbreviates the timeline in addition to greatly changing a lot of the aspects of the game, and it also expands the scope of the challenges for something more grand and cinematic in effect, and yet it's also more personal to the character of Halliday with each clue's discovery. Alas, the weakness of the film is the plot itself. It relies on on some extreme contrivances and near impossible instant discoveries that are symptoms of a mode of short order storytelling where more emphasis lies in getting characters from plot point to plot point it makes sure to inject those requisite action sequences and sometimes some distracting pop culture referencing and less emphasis ends up going to characterizations that would make for a more emotional and personal connection beyond the potent thematic material that's delivered To say Ready Player One is a love letter to everything from the 1980s, it's kind of a misnomer. Maybe the book was a little bit more like that, but this film readily incorporates 1990s properties, including the Iron Giant most notably. I mentioned Jurassic Park already. One could also say that it goes right up to this new millennium as well. There are allusions to World of Warcraft. Not only the MMORPG nature of the game, but W.O.W. happens to be the protagonist Wade Owen Watts' initials. The O in as a middle initial in books and films also signifies the empty shell of a person inside. Certainly the character isn't exactly built up. Beyond his life situation to get us on board in this film, we root for a poor orphan with big dreams to rule the day over a corporation that isn't afraid to do all manner of evil acts to get control of the biggest cash cow on the planet. I guess that's all you really need to know in order to root for Wade. Anyone who's seen Minority Report can also attest that Steven Spielberg certainly knows how to build a world in a very grand and lush cinematic style, and the one to be found within Ready Player One is very complex and completely immersive in that way, both in the so-called real world as well as within the artificial realm of the Oasis itself. The orphan wunderkind known as Wade Watts, that's a character written for geeks to try to identify themselves within. The nerdy video game player who identifies more with figures from popular culture than he does other living and breathing human beings due to his introversion, we presume, as well as his desire to escape his often intolerable home life. Scenes of that home life feel very much like a typical blockbuster movie fantasy, as does Wade's real-world interactions with his friends he meets from online. They all pale in comparison to the IOI Corporation's scenes of how business gets done, with the vast and ornate offices substituting for the movie Heavy's lair, complete with henchmen and goons and yet another idealized kick-ass female right-hand enforcer with a banged haircut. In order to provide a foil, if you watched Blade Runner 2049, you can already see this new archetype in cinema. Although I would say this film is not really overtly political, I do think that it was also made during this period in which Spielberg also worked on a film called The Post, which, although that film was not set in the modern day, also used another era in order to comment on the current environment in which we all live. Despite being a work of fantasy, it's hard to push out thoughts that Spielberg isn't making some sort of connection with his dialogue in terms of the politics of today. The IOI determined that loyalty, and they use that word quite liberally throughout this film, it trumps integrity and that anyone who isn't blindly loyal is this enemy that needs to be either combated or coerced into compliance. Morality, ethics, those are obstacles to the ultimate prize, which is to be in control of the rules of the board in this game in which we all play. You can really draw that out to the politics of today, I am sure. Ready Player One is a film that will likely run the gamut of reactions. How much one's entertained by it all is likely going to be determined with how much one will identify with the movie's pervasive illusions and the connections to iconic films and video games of the last few decades. Obviously, with a film with this many Easter eggs for fans of pop culture of their youth, that's going to vary as to its overall effect on you. I will... Come up front in stating that I grew up as a child and a teenager in the 1980s. I was obsessed with video games, including Atari's Adventure. I loved that game when I was much younger. And yes, I also, like the characters in this film, discovered the infamous Easter egg that lies within the game. Although I did that with the help of a magazine that tipped me off to the clues. I was also scared by films like The Shining at a time when I actually found those movies scary. I probably could watch it today without even raising a heartbeat. And I also know what it's like to find escape and comfort in characters of a film or a game, especially at a time in which I and so many others desire, above all else, to have a real life friend. I moved around a lot as a kid. I really didn't have a lot of close friends except for these characters that I came to know in comic books and video games and films and all the other pop culture stuff so i do readily identify this is a film that gets me so i get it and despite nitpicks as to the length maybe some inherent navel gazing within the story the homogenized notions of society not only in the fake game but also the real world and these characters maybe they're not given enough exploration to feel genuine compassion for as the film plays out But I feel like the film, thematically, is about much more than that. And that's why it really resonates with me. It's about what the internet means for geek culture. This connectedness among us who made computers and computer games, our obsession. We all, with this internet, were able to rewrite the new world, this new online world, the way that we saw it, full of comic book characters, those anime iconography, the films, the video games, references are all in there. To hate this film would be to hate who I once was and deep inside still am. So if you want an unbiased opinion on this movie, maybe you should look elsewhere because this film hits too close to home maybe for me to have complete objectivity. If you've ever understood what it's like to find importance in things that truly have none, which to me is the definition of a geek to really find a lot of importance into things that really don't have that much, except for the fact that we collectively as geeks seem to think that they do, maybe you'll relate to this film just as much as I do. As somebody who's already listened to a lengthy review on a fictional science fiction action blockbuster, I'm guessing you're already somebody who is so inclined. So I really enjoyed Ready Player One, it gave me a lot to think about and definitely reflects upon not only my life and some of the experiences I've had, but I also enjoyed some of the thematic underpinnings. Even if I feel as a story... It probably has some problems here and there. I think the overall thrust of this film really does work greatly for me and I do highly recommend it. I'm giving Ready Player One three and a half stars out of four and three and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that this is a good film and definitely worth going out of your way to see if this sounds of appeal to you. Obviously a lot of other people are reacting quite differently to this film depending on their life experience, maybe their politics, maybe their expectations, what have you, but for me I personally really did enjoy the Experience and I do anticipate that I'll greatly enjoy watching it a few more times within the course of the rest of my life. But if you have your own thoughts on this and you want to write to me and let me know what you think of Ready Player One, you can do so. You can find my contact information on my website. That's at quipster.net, Q W I P S T E R.net. Once again, for more films of the 1980s, if you really thirst for more 1980s references in films, why not go straight to the source to Around the World in 80s Movies. Search for that wherever you're listening to this podcast and I'm sure you'll find it. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening and I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.